Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yes, it was a massive day for New Zealand sport, and uh, in particular rowing yesterday when uh, one Hamish Bond announced he'd no longer be rowing for New Zealand. The 35-year-old became the first Kiwi male to win three gold medals in successive Olympics when the men's eight won the title in Tokyo last year. One of the highlights, without doubt, of those Tokyo games from our point of view. Uh, the man just uh, in front of Bond in the boat well, was Tom Murray on that occasion. Uh, he won't be there anymore, of course, because Bond won't be. Uh, he joins us now. Tom, thanks very much for your time this morning. First of all, uh, a lot has been said about uh, Hamish, uh, but what kind of words come to mind when you think about him as a teammate? Yeah, um, dedicated is, is definitely one, and you don't even need to be in the boat with him to, for that word to spring to mind, just to know what he's, what he's accomplished. Uh, definitely dedicated. Uh, inspirational, especially for somebody else in the sport, um, in the sport of rowing like him, just to, I guess, get a sense of how much time and effort he's put into the sport over the years. Uh, so to, to be a part of, I guess, the... The end of that career has, has been really special for not just me, but the, the guys around him as well. And I would imagine, I mean, we as uh, looking on, we don't go to training. Uh, we don't get up first thing in the morning and, and watch you guys at work. But I'd say they're the, they're the more difficult times. We see the race, uh, you know, the pinnacle of the thing. But, I mean, a guy like Hamish Bond's getting out of bed to do it. I suppose uh, you're driven to, to do it day after day yourself in a certain way. Yeah, there's definitely definitely points where it's it's more difficult than others. Uh you sort of really only ever spend a, a very small amount of your time at a at a pinnacle event, and it's much like the iceberg analogy. Everybody mainly sees the just the tip, and there's so much more under the water. Um, and so to to be a part of a crew definitely helps. Uh, the crew can't train if if you're missing even just one person. So there's definitely that drive to get up in the morning, so you're not letting the letting the team down. Well, he's obviously quite an influential person to talk to as well because. Uh along with Michael Brake, you, you are world champions, uh, you know, and all of a sudden he's convinced you to uh, hop across to uh, the eight. How did, the, how did that conversation go? Was it a long process? <laughs> uh, it's really interesting listening to everybody uh, talk through podcasts and interviews since the Olympics because everybody seems to have a slightly different uh, interpretation of what happened. Uh, so it's really cool to, over the next uh, few months, we're doing a bit of a speaking circuit down the country as an eight to... To sort of unwind that, but for us, uh, for me at least, in the pier, it definitely wasn't a, a, a quick decision. We were leaving a qualified boat and and thinking of joining an unqualified boat that that included challenges such as leaving the country during a, a global pandemic, heading to Switzerland just to qualify the boat, and then it would include coming back through MIQ for two weeks, less, oh, just over a month out from the Olympics. Uh, so those aren't small challenges to to take into consideration, and, and looking back, <laughs> uh, it was quite quite a momentous, you know, be, I guess one of those decisions you look back on for, for the rest of our lives is to wonder what would have happened if um, if we'd chosen otherwise, but coming away with a goal that's, looking back, it's, it was the right decision, uh, but definitely, no, definitely 
uh, a few chats over coffee with with Hamish Bond to try and um, try and win us over. It's a it's a great story, and, and as you say, a terrific ending to a, a great story. Uh, what what uh, what about sort of uh, an hour out, uh, half an hour out from a race? I mean, we're hearing reports that he was actually quite a nervous um, type of a, a person. When we you get the feeling that he had pretty much everything under control once he hopped on the boat. But what about his presence pre race? You say much? Um, yeah, everybody's sort of sort of trying to judge the line between nervous babbling and, and talking too much, and then sort of shutting down and, and keeping it too much to yourself. But that's one of the really cool things about an eight is that you have nine different personalities in there uh, with the coxswain, and you can sort of share share that load. Hamish, uh, I guess the biggest thing is is the confidence that he brings. Uh, whether he's confident in himself or not isn't what I mean. It's the confidence that we can take, knowing that he's been here, he's done that, he he knows what he's doing, and we've sort of we've put the training in alongside him, and we've done to do what he's done along the way. And it's it's that confidence heading into a major event like that. It lets you really enjoy the moment, as opposed to to wonder whether you've done the work or not. So um, yeah, a really a really quiet confidence that's that's exuded by him. As we were down in the in the bay five minutes before we were getting on the water. What about actually, if you could take us through that race? I mean, I, I know that it's the job of the of the cox to the coxswain to inspire you or to to read the race and ask for more effort and that sort of thing and lift your your stroke rate, etc. But uh, I mean, uh, are you? I know you're sitting in front of him. What kind of presence did you have? What feeling did you have knowing he was right behind you? Could you hear anything? Could you? Uh, you know, could you could you notice the lift um, from from where you were? Um, I would love to say that the race was a was a perfect race. It's always at those of the, uh, those pinnacle events, especially at the Olympics. You really want to put down your very best best race on the on the final. Whereas I can't I can't say that was the case. There were a couple of points along the way where I guess we were seconds from disaster, and it was at one of the later stages of the race where uh, Hamish. It wasn't wasn't so much a call or a technical call. Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, we've just lost uh, Tom Murray for the moment, right in the middle of uh, where I was hoping um, uh, he was going to give us something there about uh, Hamish. But we can try and get him back, um, try and get him back on the line, and, and see if uh, he's able to able to uh, to finish that story because it uh, sounds like it's about to be very fascinating indeed. So, uh, talking to Tom Murray. Um, he was uh, sixth in the boat. Uh, he sit number six spot, and then uh, Hamish yep. Bond, and then of course Tom Tom McIntosh. Tom, uh, welcome back. Yeah, you're just saying about, oh, the, about that. the race and how it actually panned out. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll start off saying um, I'd love to say that it was our perfect race. It's it's something you always want to aim for, and you always do aim for is to have that perfect race when it counts. Um, but it was by no means a, a perfect race, and there are a couple of moments there. Uh, where we were actually seconds from complete disaster. So it was in one of those moments in sort of the last last quarter of the race uh, where, where I guess um, I felt the biggest impact uh, was when Hamish let out... Uh, it, w- it wasn't words. It was it was just raw noise coming into that last quarter, um, bringing us all onto the same page and, and letting everybody know that he was going. And at that point, um, there's such a, a, such a bond in the aid and a, and a sense of camaraderie that Nobody's ever going to go by themselves. So, so knowing that he was he was putting it all on the line there was um, it was a really powerful moment, especially when at that point of the race uh, you're, you're you're starting to lose the, the the edges of your vision. 
um, and everything's starting to slowly shut down on you. So to to um, to sort of be right in front of him there and have him right at my ear was was really cool. Uh, you're only 27 at, at this stage yourself, uh, Tom. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, a huge, a huge seat in the boat to to fill now. But uh, from a personal point of view, uh, how's how's the group looking? Have you have you talked now? Have you had a, a sense of of uh, commitment to what uh, you know? Maybe Paris that far out yet? Have you had those conversations? Um, it was not the usual, I guess, debrief uh, with the eight as we came back from MIQ. We had one day out of MIQ, then we were straight into a, a national lockdown. So we. We never had that um, that group discussion, whereas I guess they're more slowly slowly starting to happen on more individual levels. Where we've had about half the crew now uh, sort of bow out or, or thinking about taking some time off. And for me, I'm definitely looking to to Paris. Uh, maybe not so much in the eight at the moment, but looking at the single. Right. So a bit of a a bit of a change of scenery there. That's interesting because uh, of course you've been. So successful in the pairs, uh, national titles from 216 to 219, and now, of course, the eight. So uh, changing to, what, what's the biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest difference and the biggest uh, technical side of thing to go from the big boat to by, being by yourself? Uh, there's, it is, there's real challenges in, in every single boat class. It's, in my opinion, very hard to choose the hardest boat to row. Uh, in the eight, the challenges are trying to align nine, ten different, including coaches as well, trying to align nine different ideas and personalities and trying to get everybody firing on the same day is a, is a huge, uh, a really huge challenge. Whereas in the single, uh, you don't have other people to bounce off. You don't have, well, you quite often don't have um, people alongside you. So it's, it's a lot more internal as opposed to a slightly more external in, uh, in a bigger boat where you can feed off others. But I've been in crew boats my entire rowing career, so it's been a really uh, necessary refresh. Uh, those the last five years in the in the pier and in the eight uh, with the extended extended cycle with, with COVID uh, has taken a huge toll on everybody. So the change of scenery, uh, change of challenges, is for a really different perspective to the sport for me. Tom Murray, we're, we're talking to you. just finally, uh, Tom um, Hamish Bond said yesterday. If uh, I look like I'm going anywhere near a boat, I need a lot of people to stand in my way and keep me away from it. Uh, initially, he wants to go and do the family the family thing, which you can't blame him for. But I mean, here's a guy who uh, everything he touches sort of uh, turns to literally turns to gold, or in, in cycling anyway, it turns to bronze. But um, do you see him being able to walk? And knowing his passion for rowing, do you see him be able to walk away completely? In your opinion, will we see him back in some? non-participating capacity at some point? Um, very hard to, to tell. Whether he's back at rowing or not, he's sure to be doing something physical and, and at the highest degree. That's just the, the guy that he is. And if he doesn't end up back in the boat himself, it would be good to, to sort of have his experience in, in other capacities. Uh, that's, that's a huge depth of knowledge and experience um, in, in, one, in one person. So to, he was able to spread a lot of that out in the eight. So as far as our rowing program goes even though he's he's not here he's he has left a, a lot behind for us and so the same with all of those those older experience rows it's, it's always good to always exciting to have them stick around in some capacity but uh as soon as he he finds something um to sink his teeth into he he doesn't hold back so i'm sure whatever he does next it will be again turning something into gold for sure tom murray it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you mate i mean i know uh, no one else will 
ever will sit in the seat in the Olympic uh, 8 uh, in front of Hamish Bond ever again. Uh, you got that spot, and uh, it's great that we were able to uh, catch up with uh, how you felt sitting there. So, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for those reflections. Oh, good luck going forward with, with your new challenge as well, and good luck in the Halberds. I think everyone's uh, very, very much in the, in the camp of the 8, so let's, let's hope you get something for it. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much. Tom Murray, everybody. Uh, yeah, a man in front of uh, Hamish Bond in the eight. Wow, absolutely wow. Um, and you could kind of get the sense for it that um, he loved every moment of doing it too.